0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome yours, to the Gospel Centered Pro-Life Lord, Life Podcast, a I podcast designed yours, to equip, yours, encourage, and challenge yours, you in pro-life ministry, Lord, and always with a focus on the gospel. Lord. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. I'm Daniel Parks, West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life. And I'm joined, as always, by Vicki Cassiorg. Hey, everyone. And she is our director, sidewalk training director. That's your role, right? Awesome. So she's involved in training and uh, you know helping out with equipping people across the nation, has taken some trips to other cities other than Charlotte, and really helped equip and train people who are on the sidewalks. So that's her role. And beyond that, she is a super popular podcast host, (laughs) uh, co-host, right? I've
1: learned from the best, Daniel.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) amen. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening to this podcast and we hope that these podcast episodes are a blessing to you. We're going to give our email addresses at the end of this podcast episode and encourage you guys to reach out to us with questions that you might have or suggestions for future episodes, subjects that we might can cover that would be a blessing to you. But we believe that this subject is going to be very helpful and equipping to you guys and probably is going to touch on some things that we've touched on in other podcast episodes, but we think that's okay. Um, it's good to be reminded of things. And so what are we going to talk about today, Vicki?
1: Well, To most effectively counsel women who are entering an abortion center, it is very useful if you know why most women are coming for an abortion. What's the yeah. mindset? What are the, what are the top reasons for an abortion? And as I was thinking about that, I thought, well, we have this wonderful group of people that we stay in touch with have for 10 years on an email group and of women who have chosen life. So I polled them. Yeah. I told them, would you please give me your top three reasons for why you came to have the abortion? None of them were a big surprise on right. the answers. Many of them gave the same answer. So um, I tabulated, just counted up. Yeah. And these are the top 10 of, okay. of all the responses that I got. So do you want to read those? We, I did list only yeah. 10. I think I stuck to the top 10.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So again, none of these are really going to be a surprise, but right. they might be worded a little different than we would think. Yeah. But um, here they are, financial reasons. Yeah. That's at the top. You didn't number these. Did you number these in order I, of know, like how many they, came through?
1: I did try to put them in the order of how frequently I saw okay. the response, but I will tell you, most of these were like neck and neck with yeah. each other. Okay. So these are almost of equal value in most of the women that yeah. reported.
0: Okay. So again, the first is financial reasons. Uh, the next is they're alone, mm-hmm. domestic violence, or a terrible baby's father, mm-hmm. overwhelmed. They have other children. The next one is they're not ready to be a parent. Um, it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. And the uh, next one is coercion. The next one is emotionally unstable. And then and finally, fear.
1: Right.
0: And I, I think we have to acknowledge, and I've talked about this before, that oftentimes there's not like just one reason that they're coming to abort. There's a myriad of reasons. There's a bunch True. of stuff. But there is oftentimes one thing that's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, this is right. the thing.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: oftentimes when I'm talking one-on-one with a mom going into the abortion center, what I try to get at. So what, what makes you think this is something you have to do? What's that thing that you're dealing with that makes it feel like abortion is the best option for you? I want to get to that thing. And, and oftentimes it is these financial reasons or um, it could be domestic violence. Or a lot of times you do hear I probably heard this one more, maybe more than any others. I'm not ready to be a parent. It's just not the right time. I hear that a lot. It's not the right time. Yeah, And so we're going to talk in this episode about how to answer those. And of course, there's various answers. We're not going to give the perfect answers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We might give... Some of the best answers,
1: yeah, maybe. some suggestions, but we do. What I, you know, it, I wrote the article, so it's mostly what I say, but it's what yeah. I've heard others say. I, nothing I say is anything new. Yeah. Everything I say has been stolen from someone. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and then I remember it because I've been doing this a long time. Right. So um, I think it's important to give kind of the general answer, no matter what the reason that that they give. Never neglect the gospel. Yeah. That's the absolutely. first thing. And I don't know if you face this, Daniel, but I have heard so many people ask me, What if they don't believe in God? Right. Should you then how do you answer without mentioning God? And I say I don't. Yeah. I well, always We did an episode mention- about that. We did do an episode about that. So you can uh you can look back at that. Um it's always my first priority and answer yeah. is I've, I've got to get in the gospel because it is the power to save. So yeah. we, we've talked about that. Um, nearly every situation that was listed um, in, in their top ten is the ultimate result of disobedience to God's will. Nearly yeah. every one. Not all of them. Uh, you know, being coerced is not necessarily – that they're out of God's will, right? depending on if they're in an abusive relationship and they're not married to the guy and they had all kinds of red flags, yeah, there's probably some sin involved in that. But um, so, you know, the only real answer to any of these is to submit to the Lord in all things in our life, and he will bring the, the path to healing. And then I would say the second top thing to remember is abortion is never the answer. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what they list as as their top reasons, yeah, never is abortion the answer. Yeah.
0: I think we always have to come back in our minds to the fact that abortion is child killing. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you can always exchange in your mind the unborn child with a two-year-old, right? Right. And so it just helps you to bring back, because I'm telling you, there are situations you get in and you're hearing her struggles and the things that are going on, especially these domestic abuse situations. Yeah. And it's not that you're you're justifying abortion in your mind, but you're like, gosh, I don't really know how I can tell this woman not to have an abortion in yeah. this situation. Yeah. Well, you can tell her not to have an abortion in this situation because mm-hmm. abortion is killing her child. Mm-hmm. And though she has an unborn baby in her womb, if she had a two-year-old and she was sharing with you the same scenario, you wouldn't – you wouldn't be toying with the idea that it'd be okay for her to slit her two-year-old's throat, right? Of right. course not. Yeah. Now, again, you guys aren't going there in your mind, but there, there's a lot to these scenarios and to these stories, and we have to remind ourselves of the things that we need to remind these moms of, right? And we're never marginalizing their struggles. We're never saying, well, that doesn't matter. Your baby's going to die if you go ahead, go ahead with an abortion. We don't say it like that, but we do remind them of the humanity of their child and that That situation is not going to be handled by killing your baby. And we do need need to remind them that abortion is killing their own baby. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. And I think one of the ways that helps us to be able to give that message and be heard is if we are offering tangible help in in the specific area that they have voiced, which is why I love, of course, our model and and our training where we say the three talking points, God, humanity, the baby – and resources, because those resources, um, they don't always change their mind. And and even if we didn't offer resources, we would of course still be justified in speaking out against abortion. But um, but it definitely helps them to be more willing yeah. to to yeah, hear no what we have to say. So so uh, yeah,
0: I mean, like they. What's the old adage? People don't. Uh, Care how much you know until they know how much you care, yeah. and you're giving them information and you're telling them what you know and what they ought to know about their baby. Yeah. But if they can see how much you care with resources and you know, free ultrasound, hey, you can come over here. Or you can go right around the corner and get a free ultrasound or down the road or whatever. And then you know we have housing resources. All the the resources help them to see that you care. You're not just there giving a message and and say see you later, but you actually have like you say tangible help. Yeah. And it opens up that door for them. To actually hear what you have to say,
1: right? So the top one probably was financial. Yeah, you know, can't pay the rent, uh, can't pay the utilities, can't afford the kids that I already have. How can I bring another person into this uh, story, into this family? The mother has limited income. The father has limited income. Whatever they're, um, they are. There's no one to help them. Yeah, and they're broke. Many of them um, are on the verge of being evicted. Many of them yeah. that that we counsel. So um, what are some things that that we can mention? Now, it's good if you know in your city, wherever you all are listening from, whatever city you're in, that you find this out ahead of time. Yeah. What you are able to offer. But, um, but I will tell you some of the things in this area is... Th- First of all, really the only long-term solution is going to be work. Yeah. And so looking at how you can help them in either getting a job or in getting a better job or just developing better work ethics whatever. Yeah. So that they can hold on to a job. Um, are things that almost any area would be able to help with that through volunteers. For example, here in Charlotte, we have someone who is a volunteer only and she is dedicated only to helping the women or the men even um, find jobs. Yeah. And she just it wasn't like she doesn't do that as a job. It's not like she had any special training. She just is smart yeah and knew how to use Google. And job searches, and she has been really instrumental in helping many of these families start to dig their way out of poverty Yeah, because she's so effective. So um, someone like that, um, some places or some volunteers maybe have expertise in resumes, writing resumes, and helping them work on their resume. Um even just someone asking, "Well, what do you want to do?" Yeah. "What is it you want to do?" and helping them to really verbalize what what might be the ideal job for them and then helping them, you know, to to figure out the steps that would um maybe get them there. And a part of the problem oftentimes is that they don't have daycare. They yeah. can't afford daycare. So how can they work? So um, you know, some of the things that that uh that we've done is we have actually found inexpensive daycare yeah um that we can offer to them but the other thing is to have a list of at-home work and our list of that is expanding because we have found that is really important they can be home with the child and still have an income
0: yeah yeah and i'll say in this day and age that pool of, of work and jobs is growing and growing and growing it since is. COVID and a lot of people have mm-hmm. gone to work at home and they're doing things behind their computers and and all that stuff. Um, there There are stuff. Now, I'll just warn you guys who are listening of this. There are some work at home scam things that are out there, yeah, there are. That you have to be careful for. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, of course, if it's a reputable company and there's some kind of prior connection, you know, somebody that works at that job or whatever, you can you can rest assured that that's legit. And again, there's a lot of stuff out there that's work from home. Yeah. And it's really a blessing. Another thing I'll mention and something we've done here locally is actually asking churches that have daycares within their church. Asking them, will they give scholarships? Will they give, you know, vouchers for moms that choose life or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, for their babies, uh, or for their existing children?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we've had them do that, right? Yeah, and I have. think, yeah, I think you guys probably the the low hanging fruit on that would be if you have house of refuge churches in your city to be talking to them about that. If you have house of refuge churches that have daycares, yeah, um, talking to them about that, would they offer a scholarship to a mom that chose life? so yeah. that her child could be in the daycare and so that she can work cuz that's a reality. Yeah. that many of these women face. So.
1: I also want to say that in all of these top reasons, they are always a springboard into the gospel. You can always use them um for example, most of the women are are not married. Yeah. and so they're single moms, which is hard. That is a very difficult situation they're in. And with Careful attention to the proper timing for this message, talking to them about if they followed God's commandment about sexual intimacy only with your husband once you're married, would they be in this predicament? And helping them to recognize, well, it doesn't take much to help them to recognize, no, they wouldn't be. Yeah. And, and then talking about not to punish them. It's not to say, this, so look at how you screwed up. Right. But to say, well, you know, here you are contemplating a, abortion, taking your child's life. So, again, wandering even further from God's plan. But you see what happens when you wandered from God's plan in the first place. That's what brought you here. Yeah. Maybe it's time to start doing things God's way. Yeah. And then that can lead into a, a gospel discussion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, you're not trying to, you know, chiding them, you're right. not lecturing them. Right. But you are springboarding off the, the evident situation right in front of you to show them that God's ways are the best ways. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think that is an opportunity to yeah. share that.
1: Yeah, it is. So the second one that I hear a lot is I'm all alone. Yeah. I'm all alone in this. The families have kicked him out, the boyfriend has threatened to leave them. All the friends are advising abortion. Yeah. And they just feel all alone. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a tough place to
0: be, especially when you're is. a pregnant single mom. Right? And usually young. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where friends are super important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I think, really, this uh, the Love Life Mentorship Program is vital, is important. The involvement of local churches in the lives of these women is very important. And I'm glad that we have that program Mm because it is an opportunity for, most of the time, an older lady to take that young lady under her wing and just be a friend to her. Right. So that she's not alone. And we've seen that play out. And scenarios here in Charlotte and across the nation, we've seen it play out. And it's it's discipleship, it's relationship building, and it takes away that that loneliness. I mean, oftentimes on the microphone or one-on-one or calling out across the parking lot or whatever, I will mention the mentorship program. Mm-hmm. Basically, we have people that will walk alongside you. You won't be alone through this pregnancy. I'll say they'll walk alongside you through your pregnancy and beyond.
1: Yeah. You bring up a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that because it made me think it is good to say things like, maybe you are struggling with feeling all alone. So we now know what the top 10, at least in my small informal study was Yeah, and being able to bring those up as you speak to the women, even before they have told you what their issues are, because that might be what's going to bring them over to talk to you in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think talking about the next one, maybe where we'll spend a lot of the rest of the time in this podcast and we'll try to touch on the others, but it's a heavy situation and pretty difficult to deal with. And that's situations of uh, domestic violence. And and of course that includes it could include a lot of people, but most of the time it includes the father of the baby. Right. And she doesn't want to. One of the things I've heard, and I know you've heard too. Not only is he a jerk, not only is he abusive, but having his child is going to have her connected to him for the for the rest of her life. Seemingly, right? Yeah.
1: For at least the next eighteen years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so that's that's a heavy thing, especially it is. when he. Some of these situations like these guys have been very abusive and mm-hmm. and we've even seen some of these guys end up in jail because of mm-hmm. that stuff. So that's that's tough. But again, we're talking about killing your child. We're talking mm-hmm. about what abortion actually is. It's child killing and it's not a justification for abortion. Mm-hmm. But I do think, as we often talk about, we need to identify with that struggle. Right. We need to have compassion and suffer with her, not marginalize it. And realize, like, the heaviness of that situation, kind of enter into that, that pain with her, but then walk her through. There's actually – God is a God of, um, of healing and restoration. God is a God who will watch over you if you'll walk with him. And so walking with them through this, and of course, um, there's a lot of ways we can do that
1: the um the mom who mentioned this is one of our favorite moms. Mm-hmm. They're all favorites. We love them all, but um, Izzy, I'm sure she wouldn't mind me mentioning her name and she she has really, really struggled with this um, but her testimony and what she overcame is powerful yeah and is a I think an important thing to remember when counseling someone who is in um, a difficult situation with the baby's father that there are people who have dealt with that and have come through to the other side, and they will tell you it was really hard, but that having that child was still worth every right. every moment of pain. and um and so finding those testimonies in I think are are important and in telling them other people have dealt with this, and you will be able to, with the help of God, uh, one thing that I think is very important in this situation is have someone in your city that you can go to that has some knowledge of how to navigate um, social services yeah. to help this mom, because uh, many times they need to they need to get out of that situation, and and it's hard for. Um, a sidewalk counselor necessarily to know how to get them out of that yeah, situation. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but, and, and having counseling services available, Yeah, which we do have here in Charlotte.
0: Absolutely. And I think also we, there, there are times and we can't do it necessarily. Maybe we could, if we have strong evidence and all of that, but where law enforcement needs to be involved in this thing. I think yes. we need to, not pressure that young lady, mm-hmm. but we need to help that young lady to see the need to get law enforcement involved. Mm-hmm. If there is, you know, a serious domestic abuse situation, not just you know, verbal abuse, not that that's bad, but there's phys- not that that's not bad. Verbal, <laughs> verbal abuse is occur- of course bad. Um, but physical abuse is like, you know, there's, there's a body of evidence to prove this person has done this and law enforcement does need to be involved. Yeah. Oftentimes though, it's a lot better if she, Calls the law rather than us, right? Because um, she's the one involved in this thing. So I do think there's a time for that.
1: There is, and of course, there's all there's domestic abuse um, hotlines in pretty much every community. There's certainly national hotlines. So being aware of those, having them on your phone, are are important. Yeah. Um, So too many other children. Right, that's another we reason that, that a lot. yeah,
0: yeah. Some another reason women come to the abortion center yeah.
1: often with the kids in the back seat. Yeah. which is perfect for you being able to address that issue.
0: Right. Yeah, so. yeah. I forget the exact percentage, and I should know this, but a large portion of women that come to abortion centers already have previous children. I think it's over half. Wow. Um, and so, and we see it right. We do see. Oh, them we see it all the in time. the car, yep. right? We see yep. the other kids, or we see the um pretty much brand new baby carrier in the back of the car. We see yeah. that a lot. Yeah. We, I've encountered a lot of men and women at the abortion center. They're coming in as a couple to the abortion center and she just had a baby right. and now she's pregnant again. Yeah, And those babies are close together. So th- yeah. that's again, of course, no reason to kill a child, but it's a heavy situation mm-hmm. and we need to address it. Mm-hmm. And I think you, like you said, you springboard off of the blessing that those other children are. Mm-hmm. and share with them, like I can share my story. I share, we mm-hmm. have, we had twins. That's really close together. Um, And we had uh, our, our middle son and daughter. They were pretty close together. My wife just not long ago had um our daughter when we found out she was pregnant with our son. It was unplanned, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, very much planned by the Lord and they're both blessings from God, but it was a struggle. So I can identify with those struggles. Yeah. But again, never justifying abortion, of course.
1: Right, and I, I always say, you know, what God values that child in your backseat, loves that child in your backseat. How do you think He feels about the child in your womb? Yeah, and and just making sure to make that connection that in God's eyes they're the same. Right, they are. They are both loved by God, created by God, little human beings. So, um, yeah, uh, so that one you you will see it. Yeah. And bringing God's word to mind is always fruitful. Yeah, knowing, absolutely. Knowing the verses that that talk about children are a reward. I just that was in my study today. Children are a gift from the Lord. Blessed is he whose quiver is full. Yeah. So, um, no, know, knowing those verses can help them to to remind them God. Loves babies. <laughs> yeah. God, God is sending them to you to be a blessing. What? How I will also counter that sometimes is you You know the love of a child. You, I assume you love those children in your backseat. And do you know what's going to happen to that child in your womb? Instead of going home with you in your – baby carrier or in your car seat, that child is going to be dumped into a medical waste bag and incinerated tonight. Is that what you want to happen to one of your own children? That's pretty heavy. But um, again, I just think the truth sometime is really, really important, especially as the conversation progresses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the next one was not ready to be a parent. It's not the right time.
0: Right. Yeah. And you know, again, I can identify with that. I was a father in high school and my wife can identify with that. She was a mom in high school. Yeah. And I can share that story. I think it is helpful if you have a story or if you know someone yeah. that was in that situation, maybe a you know, friend, family member, your sister, your you know, whatever the situation might be. It's good to identify with that or share a story that identifies with that. Um, but, you know, the reality is, and I think you have it in the article. The response is, well, you're not ready to be a parent. You're already a parent.
1: Exactly. Helping
0: them to understand you already carry your son and daughter, your son or daughter inside of your womb. You're already a mother, sir. You're already a father. Like this has already happened. Yep. And helping them to understand that. And I think helping them to understand that in such a way where (laughs) they come to terms with it. Right. And so I will use the terms son and daughter. Right. Right, you're carrying your son or your daughter inside of your womb,
1: a member of your family. A I will of add to that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, bringing God into the equation, mm-hmm. God has entrusted you with this baby. He He definitely thought you were ready. And though I don't think we're ever ready, I mean, I've said that before. Sometimes I try to lighten the mood a little bit and say, you know, I don't, are we ever ready for a
1: kid? Or like, there's no perfect time, <laughs> right?
0: There's no perfect time. Right. Um, no better time than right now, right? Yep. And yeah, just helping them to trust the Lord, helping them to see the truth that they're carrying a baby. So humanity, the baby, and then bring God into the equation. What God says, he's going to provide. God yeah. is your present help in time of need if you'll yeah. trust him. Right. And it really is an issue of trust. And I think reiterating that it's yeah. an issue. Will you trust the Lord? It's not, it's not time in your estimation, but God's time is not always our time.
1: Yeah. I love what I've heard you say many times also, um, that there that baby can never be replaced. There's no one like that baby. Yeah. That baby is uniquely made. I will use that a lot now because I really like it. Uh, because they think, well, we'll just get rid of this baby. Really what they're saying, we'll just get rid of this baby and down the road when we're ready, yeah, then we'll have a baby. Will you? Yeah. yeah. That's a different baby. Yeah, Th- this baby right now is here and is really important yeah. and special and cannot be replaced. Yeah. So I think that's an important um, point to make. Yeah. Coercion. Oh man, I I I am fresh off of a very distressing coercion case, where uh, it was a young lady, an eighteen-year-old who was defying her mom, got kicked out. And then I don't know what, how it's going to end. She currently, we haven't heard from her. And I think that the coercion became too powerful. Wow. Coercion, especially of a young person, is very serious and very hard to deal with. Because that young person living with their parents is, they love their parents usually. Um, they they aren't ready to be out on their own they don't know what to do and it is i think gives such an impossible message for them to absorb that their own parents are forcing them to do something that the younger person knows in her heart is immoral and wrong yeah such a hard situation absolutely so um i i always tell them it's illegal yeah. Coercion is illegal. I always tell them all you have to do is cry out for help. Yeah. And the police will come, um, or um, you know, or we will help you. And that's what we did with this young lady. We immediately found her a place to stay. That's important. If they're being coerced, almost always the threat is they will lose their home. Right. Or lose the relationship. Yeah. So having those resources ready and available and knowing what they are
0: yeah i think so yeah
1: so um yeah very sad uh emotionally unstable the uh, you know this is no surprise these women are in poverty they're single they often have very few healthy support systems they've had lousy role models almost all of them when i offer our counseling services that that we have people volunteers that will Do that for free. Almost all of them say, yes, I I really need that. But some of them are beyond just normal struggle to the point where I really can't have a child. I really do have some sort of emotional disorder or something. That's a hard one, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know in my mind I'm thinking, yeah, you probably shouldn't be having children. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But murder is still not the answer.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, as the relationship progresses, if you're able to continue in that relationship, as far as talking with her and sharing with her resources and all that stuff, mentioning adoption right. is very appropriate. Yeah. Um, we always talk about not mentioning adoption right away because it can be a conversation stopper. It can stop the conversation in its tracks um, for different reasons. We did a podcast episode about that, good, good many, uh, probably a year and two maybe two years ago yeah so definitely check that one out um but it is appropriate to mention adoption when there are these situations where you can perceive it you know you've been in those situations where that woman is not mentally stable bipolar or whatever label that um has been placed on her there's some mental instability there yeah and i think adoption is definitely um an option for that situation.
1: And I do remember one I counseled who said DSS will just take this one too. Right. <laughs> that was like the tip off. Two? Well right. okay, so she had already had children removed. Um, and while that is tragic, it's horrible. You feel awful for them, but um, murder is not the answer. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the last one, I know we're probably running short on time, the last one is is one that kind of underlies all of them, which is fear. Right. I can't do this. It's too frightening. It's unknown. They're thinking 18 years down the road, all the obstacles in front of them. Yeah. And fear is a horrible uh, emotion to make a life or death decision yeah.
0: on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, the Bible says, um, this is Paul told Timothy, he said, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. And we have um, talked in the past about when a woman is under a spirit of fear, power, love and sound mindedness go out the door. You can talk to these women and things that are like are completely unreasonable or things that they're they're embracing because that sound mindedness has gone out the door. And so you got to bring sound thinking in. That's how you combat fear is you do it in faith. Mm-hmm. And the basis for, of course, faith is the Lord. You want to bring the Lord into the equation. If they're believers and many of these women are, at least say they would believe in God. You want to help them to trust the Lord. You want to help them to cling to the God who says, fear not time and time and time and time again in the scriptures. Yes. Help them to understand that because oftentimes fear, fear abides in the realm of the unknown, right? Just like what you said earlier, Mm -hmm. people are under fear because there's these unknowns in the future. Mm -hmm. So helping remove those unknowns, uh, by bringing some clarity to the situation, right? The unknown of, you know, what what is it going to be like to be a mother? You can help bring some clarity to that and uh, share your experience. Again, you were afraid when you had, a, you know, mm-hmm. you can share your own fears and show them how the Lord was faithful through those fears mm-hmm. to bring you in, to, to a good place. Right. And he can do that for you because he did it for me. Yeah. Um, again, you combat fear by faith. Yeah. And I think, um, and I've said this often, and I'm sure you have too, there are a lot of unknowns in this situation. I'll address that directly and say you may be here because you're afraid of the unknown, and you don't know what's going to happen when you have this baby. But you also don't know what's going to happen if you have the abortion, right? That's yeah, an unknown for you. That's true. But what is, what is the thing? I think you have to always bring him back because fear abides in the realm of the unknown. Bring him back to what is known, actually. And what is known? Well, if you have an abortion, certainly your child will ha- will be dead. Like that's that's the result of an abortion. That's the desired result. So you don't know what it's going to be like to have a child for 18 years or whatever. But I can tell you, if you go through an, uh, with an abortion, you're going to have killed your baby. And you yeah. don't know what that feels like either. So why are yeah. you afraid of having a child, but you're not afraid of killing your own child that doesn't that doesn't make sense again that's, that's where a really
1: that, really good point and yeah. a really good way of stating it right and that's yeah. where
0: that sound mindedness goes out the door they're yeah. not thinking soundly why because they're under a spirit of fear yeah so helping them to think through and talk through that is helpful and doesn't mean it's always going to lead to them choosing life but it certainly is going to plant that seed yeah and uh god will use it to help right. them uh put their trust in him
1: yeah there was a great verse um as i was concluding the article that i was writing i, th- I think i was reading in first samuel but first samuel twelve twenty says then samuel said to the people do not fear which by the way occurs 365 times in the bible yeah, i read
0: one for every day of the week or year. i know
1: yeah. every day of the year you have done all this wickedness Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And I think that's a perfect way to end all this is, yes, probably sin, wickedness brought you to this place, but um, that's not where you have to remain. Yeah. Don't turn aside from now following the Lord with all your heart. Serve him with all your heart from this point forward and do not fear. So that is the antidote to fear. Yeah. You turn to the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: Well, guys, we hope this episode was a blessing to you. Hope it was an encouragement to you. Uh, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicki, with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear um, some feedback on this episode or maybe suggestions for sh- future episodes that we could do. We also would encourage you guys to leave us a review on whatever podcast service that you use. And also check out our Sidewalks for Life training and equipping web- website, sidewalks4life.com. number And also the podcast uh, website that we have, it's gospelcenteredprolife.com. You can get all of the episodes that we've done on that website. And uh, yeah, until next time, God bless.
1: God bless you all.
0: Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude.